What did you call me? Davide. Davide, okay. What do you call me? What do you call me? <laughs> you punk. <laughs> I, uh, I am coming into uh, tonight's show very uh, unprepared. Me too. Me too. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, Monday What's your a, excuse? a holiday for us, so I've been uh, off by a day all week, and I didn't realize until an hour ago that we were recording tonight. <laughs> How are you off by a day? So you woke up and thought it was Friday? Well, it is Friday for me. Oh, it is Friday. It is Friday. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you woke up and thought it was Thursday? Yeah, it's feeling like a Thursday. Between, um, yeah, so Monday Monday is a holiday for us. And then I took the Friday before the weekend off to, to go on a trip with my daughter. So mm. uh, I guess long weekend on top of short week. And the weird timing of our last episode with Christian, I just was not anticipating tonight being a, a recording night for us for some reason yep fair enough well we i kind of struggled to put any sort of show together topics wise which sounds wrong because we should be should have all sorts of post wwdc stuff to talk about but i don't know Mm -hmm. wasn't really feeling anything for conversation well we can we can just wing it tonight all right i'm done because that's so different than what we usually do (laughs) good morning i suppose good morning good morning um, I got a, I, you know how I broke my iPhone 10, almost five-year-old iPhone 10 about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said at the time, I'm not going to put any more money into this because I've already had the screen replaced twice and the batteries in the seventies for battery health and right. definitely, almost definitely getting a new phone this year. Uh, but it was, it was dead, dead. Like, like the screen was off. I knew the phone was on because my watch was still connecting. I could still, still get notification sounds, but the screen was gone. Um, so I was, yeah, I did my research. I tried to find out what's the most economical way to get me from June to September, uh, with a working phone. Mm -hmm. Uh, and in the end, I just settled upon replacing the screen and getting a new battery at the same time in the iPhone 10. So I have renewed my iPhone 10. It is as if it was a week old at the moment and it's a beautiful thing. Uh, How does it perform with a new battery now? The battery goes for a long time. Well, a lot longer than I was used to. Probably not anything compared to the newer phones. But apparently, the uh, battery tech has evolved a little bit since the iPhone ten was released. And I actually have a battery in there that has a bigger capacity than the original battery from Apple. Because, of course, I didn't get Apple to do this because... I'd already had, uh, you know, a couple of unauthorized Apple repair centers do the previous two screens. So Apple wasn't going to touch mm-hmm. it. So, yeah, the the guy down the road who did it put a bigger than OG battery in there. And it seems to last for a very decent amount of time. And uh, was your battery percentage previously low enough that, like, your performance is being throttled at all? Do you notice a speed improvement or Oh, uh, We about talked about this once because I was confused about what everything on that screen meant. On And I think we decided that my performance hadn't been throttled yet because there was no toggle there. So it had never got to the right. point where it was drawing so much power to shut off. I think it, only after that point do you get the toggle to choose to have your phone randomly die sometimes. And I wasn't there yet. Okay. Um, so well. performance-wise, it's much the same. Although I mm-hmm. did have a few like glitchy, annoying things with the previous screen. I'd actually got the more expensive, expensive screen previously, which was an OLED screen. Uh, and it had just a few little annoying niggles that you don't get on like a genuine repaired screen like just with 3d touch being not where you'd expect it to be touching and like double Mm. presses just annoying stuff like that 
This time, since it's only going to be like a few months, I just got the cheapest LCD and it actually performs better, not um, not image-wise because blacks are grey, as with all LCDs compared to OLED, uh, but just touch-wise, mm-hmm. it does perform better. So, yeah, a little the, win there. Is the resolution the same or is it a lower resolution screen as well? I never even thought to check. Okay. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear that it's this isn't going to tempt you away from upgrading your phone t- this year and you're still anticipating doing that in another couple months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's uh, going to be a new phone year. I mean, five years out of a phone, I've definitely got my money's worth on this phone. Yeah, for sure. And, um, uh, yeah, just trying to think about what the biggest weaknesses are. I think possibly the front-facing camera is one of my biggest gripes with it because it is quite a low-res camera and it only does 1080p video. Do you record a lot of video with your front camera? Not a lot, but I definitely notice it's bad when I do. And that's possibly the reason that I don't use it a lot. Um, I like to, okay. you know me and the kids sitting on the couch or something like that and it just looks like junk right okay uh, and i definitely notice a performance difference when i go to pick up yasmin's iphone 12 mini that thing flies right. by comparison although i'm not really i'm not typically annoyed day-to-day using the 10 with its performance but it is slower than a 12 that's for sure and i bet miles slower than a 14 it probably only has another year or two left of software support at this point too <laughs> since it's now the oldest supported phone running well, ios 16 now, now that you mentioned it Mm -hmm. One thing that would stop me from getting the latest iPhone this year, the new iPhone, Mm -hmm. is that all my other devices are not getting software updates. So I kind of should prioritize them for getting hardware updates first watch and macbook pro <laughs> so that's the little question mark next to new iphone 2022 is it no los <laughs> love that meme <laughs> uh yeah do you think you'd get a macbook pro or you think you'd go for the new air that's a very good question because you know how much i love my sd card reader right but that new air gosh does that look good and it's like half the price as well. That's got that going right. for it. I mean, can I put up with a little um, dongle for half the price? Is it half the weight? It's probably about there. Uh, yeah, yeah, significantly lighter. I'm really looking forward to going into the Apple store and handling one because I might fall in love. You could even just get a new iPad and use that as a laptop replacement. Uh, I don't think I'm going to go down that path again. <laughs> it's got Stage Manager now. Hey! <laughs> It still has the janky version of Lightroom, though, which I can't really use professionally. Right. Did you ever get a chance to try Lightroom Classic once it got updated to support Apple Silicon? Yeah, I did. And because I had the uh, MacBook Air with the M1 and 8 gig of RAM, it just choked. It was awful. Oh, okay. I knew you had issues, but I thought that your issues were from before it was actually officially supported and it was running through Rosetta. So I didn't know if it made a difference afterwards. Yeah, it was a little hazy because that week kind of just flew by that I had the laptop. It might have actually been the new Lightroom that was optimized for M1. Yeah, mm-hmm. so not classic, with a new Lightroom. And so I actually had the that version of Lightroom unoptimized and optimized. And on 8GB of RAM, it was just junk either way. So mm-hmm. yeah, I probably didn't try Lightroom Classic, the optimized version. But I imagine it would have been similarly poor on 8 gigs of RAM. Right. Um, well, between- yeah, where was I? Yeah, are you considering the new MacBook Air? Uh, no, I'm, I'm very happy with my M1 uh, MacBook Pro still. If I didn't have that, 
I would be going for the new Air over the M2 MacBook Pro currently, but uh, with with my use case right now, if if I'm going to be upgrading anything, it would be my iMac because it mm. also doesn't uh, run the latest operating system now. Mm. And maybe I'd get a colorful M1 iMac. Finally have an excuse to get one now. Mm-hmm. So I may very well do that once I... Uh, my home office stuff is slowly coming together. You can probably still tell from my audio that I'm in a, an unsound-treated room at the moment. Um, I but must once have, I have become accustomed to it because I hadn't really noticed. <laughs> well, I have just more stuff in here now, so maybe that's helping a little bit. But yeah. it's not really any soft surfaces. It's just like my, my wall of old computer displays are all set up now. Uh, but anyway, I'm recording out of this room for now, but my intentions are still that I'm going to have my closet under the stairs that's going to be sound-treated. Mm-hmm. And once I move yeah. this this iMac to that, uh, because I don't need my podcasting computer on the latest operating system, uh, but once I move this computer out of my office and I have a free desk, I think that a colorful iMac would fit really well in here. Yeah, nice. the, the curse now is, like we went over a few episodes ago, I have every room in my house is a color of the Apple logo, so now I need to get the, the correlating iMac for each room so it's all color-coded. Ooh, that's an expensive endeavor. What color does the I iMac know. in the office need to be? Uh, my office is red, which I'm not the biggest fan of because I don't like the, how uh, like almost a washed out pink the front is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I might go with a different color. Uh, and HomePods, there are a few colors of a HomePod you could potentially match with rooms. Uh, yeah, I've already done that. Uh <laughs> Course you have. So uh, the problem is they're HomePod minis and I don't want to use HomePod minis as the primary HomePods in any big rooms. So they're just in bathrooms. Uh, and so I've got uh, an orange one and a yellow one uh, in my, my two bathrooms, which are green and blue. But my, my green bathroom has all orange accent colors. Like the towels are all orange and things like that. The floor mats. Uh, so it's got an orange HomePod and my blue bathroom has all yellow towels and stuff. So it has a yellow HomePod in it. Hmm. So we've got blue and yellow and green and orange. Mm-hmm. Okay almost had the, the the right colors for the two home sports teams in perth if you just change oh, the really? orange for a purple or yeah green and purple green and purple like a barney colored team well it's actually green and purple and red actually they kind of what's got- this team the glory <laughs> Perth Wait, Glory. how did did you just look that up, or did you know that our soccer team was called Perth Glory? I typed Perth Sports Team into Google, and the first resort was the first result was Perth Glory Football Club. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, it's probably one of the least known. Well, no, it's probably the fifth most known sports team, I guess, in Perth. Soccer is not that big a sport in Australia. Depends who yeah. you ask. Though this is uh, AFL. So uh, if you look up AFL, Fremantle. Um, although I guess my color theme for them is kind of outdated because it looks like they wear mostly white and purple now. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Well, do you, do you know what uh, what my hometown football club's name is? Uh, yeah, the Kansan Crusaders. Uh, oh, yeah. How, how did you know that? Uh, the, the Wait, that's wrong, isn't it? <laughs> the Chiefs. Yeah. No, 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 no. So, sorry, not American football. <laughs> <laughs> but the Chiefs is correct for football. Uh, so we're looking at the Kansas soccer team. Can- sporting Kansas City soccer. Yep, Sporting Kansas City. Sport- yeah, our, sporting. our team is called Sporting. That's not even a team name. That's just the thing they're doing. I know. Uh, the team their- used to be called the Wizards when I was a kid. Uh, but the Wizards was not, uh, I don't know, it didn't line up with like the rest of the world's football clubs. So they did something a little fancier. So Sporting. And uh, weirdly, when they changed their name and they built their new stadium, is that what you call a like the surrounding facility around a soccer pitch is still a stadium. I don't know. Sure, I worked yeah. there and I worked there and I don't know. Um, but the originally the stadium was called uh, Livestrong Park and it was like sponsored by Lance Armstrong. 
Ah, right. Okay. Yeah, that's an Which issue, is, isn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah, it's not named that anymore, but uh, it's kind of a weird mashup. What's a weird but, mashup? And Lance Armstrong having anything to do with soccer. Oh, gotcha. Cyclist. Yeah. Um, I just thought you might know of uh, my my hometown uh, soccer team because we're getting the uh, whatever the, the biggest soccer game is coming to us next year. <laughs> the world. I don't know what. Are you talking about the World Cup? <laughs> world Cup, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> the yeah, biggest soccer game. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. <laughs> yeah, it's coming to Kansas City. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, oh, twenty twenty six. We're getting it. Yep. Two. Oh, wait, it's coming to like America. Coming to North America. Okay. Kansas. It's 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 no Kansas City. Yeah, but like not. They're not going to play every game in Kansas City. Oh no no no! no. Yeah, it's going to be hosted all around North America. But but one of the games is going to be in Kansas City. Yeah, cool. Okay. Yeah, which game do you get then? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Is, is there types of games? Ah, uh, who's playing? Jeez, come on. <laughs> types of games. It's soccer, <laughs> but I mean, I suppose you could have like the the round stage. I'm also out of my depth, and then like the semis and whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know that group stage, not round stage. I have no no clue. I I, I like worked there, and I don't know anything about soccer. Could you play a game of soccer if you had to? Um, I mean, I I know the, the basic rules, so I, I could. Okay, cool. If, if I didn't die of boredom running <laughs> around for an hour and not scoring anything. <laughs> um, it's possibly a silly question to ask who is playing because they would not have done the qualifying for the 2026 Soccer World Cup yet, would they? Right. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, it's 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 too bad that uh, pulling this conversation all the way back around, it's too bad that the iPhone 10 isn't isn't uh, covered in in Apple's like repair it yourself program, or else you could have tried that out. That would have been interesting. Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, not only is the iPhone 10 not covered, but Australia in general is not covered. Nothing's offered here. I would have had to drop ship ah. something via you to get it here. Uh, the thing I like was all the repair to- equipment from Apple. <laughs> The 90 pounds worth of equipment. 90 pounds. What's that in regular units? 40 kilos. Can you imagine what it would cost to ship 40 <laughs> kilos around the world? So, yeah, even drop yep. shipping would be a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have even done it then for the iPhone 12 mini back, which um, isn't offered, unfortunately, because that was the only thing I was looking forward to doing. Right. I mean, I think you can buy just the parts. You don't have to rent their repair equipment. Yeah, yeah. But you still can't buy the back. Right. Yeah, either way. Uh, yeah, so no repairs required. If there's anything I need uh-huh. to repair at the moment, just while we're talking about mm-hmm. repairs, it would uh, be a replacement of my MacBook Pro's battery. Uh, because if you if you uh, were to take that concept of peak performance issue from the iPhone and apply it to the computer, it, it's definitely got that. Once the battery's around 50%, if you're looking for peak performance, you're looking at a shutdown. Oh, wow. Uh, but yeah, it's mostly a desktop laptop, though. So... It's not a huge concern, except if it catches fire. Then it would be a huge concern. That's a huge concern of, of mine at the moment. Uh, I was unpacking computers and set up on my shelves earlier today, and my my black 2008 MacBook, the battery was very swollen when I pulled it out of the box. Ooh, okay. uh, so it's sitting in the middle of my garage right now. So if it explodes, it hopefully won't catch anything else on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Any plans? Why don't you just remove the battery and store it batteryless? Oh, the battery is removed. That's what I'm saying. The oh, battery is sitting in the garage. The battery's sitting there. Okay. I just, okay. yeah, until I can, like, safely get rid of it, I didn't know where to put it, so. I mean, you could just take it to, like, the to the local Staples and put it in the battery recycling bin and, and then check the news My the next morning. My local Staples is an hour away. Okay, well, wherever does battery returns. Right, yeah, just chuck it, like, in the gas station bin. <laughs> <laughs> 
explosion rocks central US. <laughs> 14 dead. I didn't. I've, uh, I actually don't know. I guess I could take it to the recycling center. I think they take batteries. One's in that state? I don't know. I don't. I actually don't know what the right, right answer is at the moment. I have to figure that out. So you're saying it's swollen up? It's very swollen, yeah. I it's believe like you treat it something like a pimple, right? And you need to get a sharp object and puncture it to release the it. pressure. Like, you know, if I if I let the fire out, then I can get rid of however I want, I guess. <laughs> Hopefully no one takes that seriously. That is a joke. <laughs> Don't stab battery. No. That's actually a concern of mine for your phone now, James, is if, if battery technology hasn't improved and this like local repair shop is just like, actually, there's more space in here. I can, you know, I can fit a slightly bigger battery. And now it's like just a little bit pinched. You're going to have like a Note 7 situation. <laughs> Mm, can you imagine no i watched him do the repair and i didn't see him like trying to shimmy anything into a tight space or anything along those lines so we should be good oh, you're, you're you're one of those customers that like sits over his shoulder the whole time while he's working <laughs> um no he he actually has a couch that stares in at his like workbench and he didn't have this running but this is just to give you an idea of what this guy likes he mm-hmm. actually this is kind of a funny story he has one of those, I guess, tel- um, microscopes that gives you a video feed, mm-hmm. right? So, above where he's working, he's got the microscope with the video feed, and then he's got a TV at the couch, so you can watch him do his work at the couch. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't working because he was he had an an Apple TV 4K mm-hmm. and this is the funny part he has my Apple TV 4K set up behind his TV to airplay to the TV but the TV doesn't support 4K so he didn't have it running at the time now that's pretty funny because he actually bought that Apple TV 4K off me after the Olympics last year because I had like a t- Apple TV 4K set up to watch the Olympics and I just sold it and he was the guy that bought it off me so I was uh, really briefly reunited with my Apple TV. <laughs> so, so this person that you brought, did you bring it to him because you like knew him, or how did that happen that you knew that that was the same guy? Well, when he came over to buy the Apple TV, he gave me his card and it said like iPhone repairs, blah 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 blah, and it had his address on there. And I already, mm-hmm. I think I already knew that I was moving, and I knew then that I was moving around the corner from where his workshop was. Wow! So I kind of kept it in the back of my mind, and then uh, as it happened, I just was just able to walk down to get my iPhone repaired because it's just in walking distance. What are the odds of that? I know. Yeah. So did you decide to actually set up an iCloud hosted email? Well, I've been trying to set up an iCloud. I've been trying to move my domain, moselle.com.au, to iCloud hosted email because I really only pay for my my uh, my hosting for email. There's really nothing else there. The podcast used to be there. It's not there anymore. There are a few things like I share out of there, a hot link, but nothing that can't be moved somewhere else. Um, and I tried to do it when when the feature was first available and it said, all right, your email, james at moselle.com.au, is being used by mm. another Apple account. So fair enough, mm. I thought. I'd probably set it up sometime in the past as an Apple account to do some testing or whatever. So I went through the process to like to wipe that Apple account off the face of the earth. And then just mm. like every time my hosting came up for renewal, it would prompt me to go and check, can I now add that email account to iCloud hosted email? And every single time it would say, this email account is in use by another Apple ID. Mm -hmm. And my early search results for how to fix this said, oh yeah, I had the similar error. I contacted Apple support. And then, you know, within a couple of weeks, I was just able to use it with iCloud hosted email. Like it was eventually it just kind of is removed from Apple's servers. But I mean, as of like, I found something else out about maybe a month ago 
which is I went about it all wrong. You cannot simply go through the Apple account deletion process because there is a little uh, T's and C's that that you are supposed to read when you go through the account deletion process, which says something like, mm-hmm. once you have deleted this Apple ID, this email address can never, ever be used with Apple services ever again. Really? So, what I should have done is change the email address on the account to something else. And then whether I deleted it or not was pretty moot. But I will never, ever be able to use iCloud hosted email with that domain. Oh, no. because uh, Well, with that email address, I suppose. I could always move the domain and use a different email address, but that would be a whole uh-huh. pain. Um, but yeah, so watch out if you ever go to delete an Apple ID. You'll never be able to use that email address of that Apple ID ever again with Apple. Well, you're just going to have to come up with a, a new email address. Any suggestions? Um, JamesVD at Mosul.com.eu. <laughs> <laughs> James Vander at Mozilla. <laughs> I don't know. Email addresses are so hard. Uh, it seems like you and I are, are in a similar boat for what we look for in in, in making a, a custom domain and email because I really wanted David at Freeman dot something. Dot um, software. Freeman, right. that's, that's what I had to settle on because most top level domains for Freeman, you know, dot anything is long taken. Um, and I really don't like it. So I've uh, basically abandoned that domain entirely because Freeman dot software is too long of a TLD. It is quite long isn't it mm-hmm. and it's 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 too weird you know the few times i ever tried to use it where i'm like my email is david at freeman dot software it's like that's not a real email address dot software is not a website <laughs> i do have one thing that could convince me to change my email address which okay. is this year australia has been granted or gained or whatever the the autld so previously australia since like i think there's only one website which is .au, which is csiro.au. And the CSIRO like, is one of these companies that organizations that more or less invented the internet. In fact, I think they invented Wi-Fi. So they're like pretty tech, tech progressive, tech forward. So they got AU before there are standards about TLDs. But everything mm-hmm. else is .com.au, you know? Sounds a little bit American, if you know what I mean, because you guys are .com, and then we got .com.au, so why don't we just like a subset of .com? Doesn't feel good, man. Feels bad, man. <laughs> So okay. this year, we managed to get rid of the .com. Uh, so if you already own the .com.au, you can like have uh, priority access to the .au. So of course, I will jump on Moselle.au and considerably shorten my email address. Mm-hmm. Maybe if um, if it's all if I, I don't know. Would you do it in this if you were in this boat? I guess. I mean, I definitely would uh, if, you know, all things were the same. The only thing that might make me hesitate would be, you know, if, if that email address is, is, you know, very heavily used, it might be difficult to migrate. But I, I guess you could do just indefinite forwarding if you wanted to. Mm, yeah. Um, but if you're getting a whole new TLD, I might even go for like a really premium one. I don't know what that would be. Something short. Uh, VDM.au. I don't know if you would prefer that or not. Probably not in a professional setting, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's um it's in a battle with my other account, which is at me.com, which I really like because it's short and it's company agnostic and it, despite being right. with my favorite company. Um, yeah, maybe I yeah, should consider I really... it because like no one can spell Moselle. Right, yeah, VDM is very self-explanatory. So that's uh I, I regret I you know, I'm also just just barely on the boat of I've got an at me email address too, but it's it's uh jellydonut at me.com. 
oh, is, nice. is my email address. So it's like, I love my email address, but I, it's not professional. And even when I do try to use it, I have to tell them like which spelling of the word donut is used. So it's not, it's yes. just not a good email address. Yes. Right. <laughs> and there's no way to claim an, an at me address now, is there? No, no, not since like what? 2013 when iCloud? Really? Oh. Maybe even 2012. Yeah. 20, 2012. Cause the iPad three was like the first device with the holographic iCloud logo that came on the box. Oh, really? There you go. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I regret wasting my at me email address as a silly (laughs) high schooler. Um, so you've been running iOS 16. I sure have. And watchOS 9? Uh, I don't have watchOS 9 yet, and not really for any reason other than I've been too lazy to install the profile. There's just nothing Mm. in there that looked interesting to me. Yeah. Um, but you did a crazy thing and went traveling with a dev beta one. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, I, uh, I I hinted to this this trip in our last episode with Christian, um, and. I, I didn't really think much of it going into it, um, but I, I realized over the course of my trip how how much I relied on my phone while, while we were away and uh, how big of a mess I would have been if my phone had stopped working on me for any reason while I was out. But I thought it was, I thought that I wanted to document everything uh, that I used it for and anything that went wrong, specifically so I could talk to you about it. Uh, and so I started a, a note just in my iPhone to keep track of it, and then I decided it would work better or I might as well make it a Twitter thread uh, so that I don't, I don't know why so that other people could consume it but you're the only one that read the Twitter thread so I don't know you had a couple of likes before I got there yeah a couple of random people who's like must have been searching Twitter for like iOS 16 and found the thread uh, but it, it was definitely eye-opening I guess I can do a, like a high level of the of the Twitter thread um, so so first of all something really cool that my state does is uh, there's a, an app called Sunflower Summer and it's, it's specifically designed for uh, students in the state uh like all of the museums and 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 wildlife preservations and uh like event centers and all of that uh group all of their they put a bunch of free passes in the app so that school children can go around the state and visit uh all these museums for free you get like one free pass per venue uh and and this is the second year they've done it and so elizabeth and i like to go out and and get at least some use out of that and so the the kid gets in free and you have to pay the whole family gets in free oh nice yeah it's not the circus situation again then <laughs> no yeah it's much better than that uh yeah so it, it costs nothing except for you know travel expenses uh but the the biggest city in my state is called wichita and so we try to at least take a weekend every year to go out there and, and visit all of the museums and everything they have out there and so last weekend was our weekend to do that uh and so prior to going on this trip uh my battery life had not been great so i bought a external battery and i really wanted to i was really tempted to go with Apple's MagSafe battery pack, um, but I was worried the capacity wasn't going to be enough to get me through a full day of, of being out and about. So I bought the Anchor 622, which is a magnetic battery, right? Because it's not an official MagSafe product, <laughs> um, but it has a significantly higher capacity. It's 5,000 milliamp hours. Uh, you can get it like color matched to your phone and it's got kind of a, a neat little stand built in so you can use it to hold your phone up too. Hmm, nice. So the, the battery is fine. Uh, uh, it worked well. It's it's uh, not as nice as Apple's because it's obviously bigger because it has a bigger capacity. But it's also like.
like just slightly longer than the like the bottom half of the phone is so it sticks out just the smallest bit from the bottom of the phone and that drove me crazy the whole weekend oh yeah uh, but it is USB-C so it kind of gave me USB-C charging for my iPhone for the weekend oh my god which was amazing <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but I actually didn't end up I could have gotten away without it and I guess kind of to to spoil the end of the trip I uh, I, I decided to after realizing how well my battery was doing for the weekend uh, put it to the test at the end of the weekend and I, I used it for the whole morning uh, taking photos out and about with my daughter and then I used it with wireless CarPlay in my car to do GPS directions and streaming podcasts for the three hour drive home and I got home with still over 50% battery left after a whole day of, of using the phone pretty heavily by you know my use cases so I'm guessing so, your car's got its own GPS then because I don't think if the it was using the phone's GPS for navigation it would have burnt a lot more battery right I don't think my car has a GPS oh, uh, wow that's it impressive. doesn't it doesn't have built-in navigation I only get it through CarPlay so unless it just has a GPS that's not used um, but yeah it's extremely impressive it's it's that's better battery performance than I would have expected even out of like a, a full public release definitely yeah uh, so I think the battery ended up being unnecessary so I kind of regret if I was going to buy one I should have bought the Apple one because I think I would have been happier with that um, but I I use my phone for uh, directions uh, getting around town I used it for uh, tracking you know an air tag I, I attached to my my daughter's uh, waistband while we're out and about in public I, I used it for for taking photos all weekend it was it was my room key for getting in another hotel uh, I used it for uh, you know Apple pay transactions for buying food I used it for fandango uh, bought movie tickets uh, I used it to rent electric scooters to ride around downtown while we were there uh, I, I had never occurred to me until I started documenting how much I rely on my phone for just day-to-day stuff especially on vacations like that and all of this stuff worked on the iOS 16 dev beta one it's very impressive yeah the, yeah it must have been something that was janky though right nothing nothing works perfectly like that uh the only application that didn't work for me was my bank banking app a classic why is it always the banking apps seriously what do they do they must have like some like high level of security i don't know and i actually figured out a a workaround even for that because the problem is that my my bank app lets me log in with face id and whenever it would try to let me log in it would scan my face and then it would have something like uh this device id isn't registered with your face id or something so it failed but then immediately scan my face again and it kind of get in like a loop where it would, it would keep scanning and failing um, but if i covered up the face id scanner so that it couldn't scan my face it would let me enter my like my password and get in that way and mm. that worked fine okay uh i had one one actual crash like uh, it was like a, you know a respring that then presented me with a, a crash message once it it resprung mm-hmm. uh, i think i think this is new this year with it, the the betas but they actually prompt you to share crash logs uh instead of you having to open the feedback app uh, so it, it would respring i get notifications like do you want to share this with apple uh, so i have been doing that more as a result yeah that must be new i've never seen those screenshots before of that dialogue box yeah so but if if anything had happened and i've had even not developer betas just like full public releases of ios in the past it seems to be my luck is that my phone you know gets bricked or something while i'm on a vacation and and so i've always brought a laptop with me generally so that i could restore my phone if i had to and i didn't even bring a computer with me this weekend so i was being very uh very uh silly (laughs) 
because I would have been totally out of luck. Uh, Does which your you don't have cellular on your Apple Watch, do you? Because that could have been a backup potentially. I mean, it's a cellular watch, but it's not active. Yeah, and you need your phone to activate it, so it couldn't have got out of anything with that method. No, no. If 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 my phone had stopped working, the first thing I would have done probably is is like gone to a store and bought like a a cheap like prepaid phone Mm. just so I had something in the case of emergency while I'm out and about in this town that I don't know. Mm -hmm. But also I would hate to miss out on the weekend of of like taking photos on on a trip with my daughter. So I'd want to be able to do that still. Um, I could have gone to the hotel front desk and got like an old fashioned room key if I had to. And I would not have gotten those, had access to those free passes for those venues. So I'd have to pay, you know, whatever the $20 or something entry fee to these museums would have been. Uh, So it wouldn't have been the end of the world, but it would have been pretty inconvenient. Mm, Yeah. Would have cost you a bit more in the end. Yeah. It certainly would have been more expensive. And and cost in time wise as well. Right. Anyway, don't, don't do what I did. Um, Dev Beta 2 has since been released as well. Have you updated to mm-hmm. that? Uh, yeah. yeah. I installed the update. It, uh, it seems to be about the same. Well, I know a it's lot of easier people... to delete lock screens now. Oh, okay. A lot of people on the iOS Beta subreddit had issues with their phones getting really hot on Beta 1. Oh, really? Those, seem, those problems seem to have been fixed. So maybe Dev Beta 2 is the way to go for the more adventurous iphone My phone did get hot over the weekend, but I assumed it was because I had the battery pack on it. Uh, mm. And the wireless charging the whole time probably wasn't helping anything. Mm. But maybe it was the beta. I'll have to try it out again. Could have been. And actually, now that we're speaking about heat, I'm not sure if this is a new thing or not, but the phone will stop charging itself when it gets too hot and it will show you when it stopped charging on that battery usage chart you get when you go settings battery. Do you know oh, if okay. that is new? Or is that a new is an iOS 16 feature? That's not something I've ever heard of. So it could be new. Yeah. So maybe when your your phone's sitting on a wireless charger and you know the sun passes and through the window and it starts heating up too too much, it'll stop mm-hmm. charging just to make sure it doesn't get too hot. I wonder if it's like uh, you know like when the phone's in the car on a hot day and it's like 40 plus degrees. If it's that level of heat, or if it's more like a battery preservation level of heat, where it, I don't know I don't know what the temp would be, but like a I'm thinking around I, 30 degrees sort of heat. Yeah, it's definitely being more proactive about disabling some features when it gets warm because I did notice this weekend uh, as a result of it, it never felt like left in the car hot, but it was just always warm with the battery pack on it. Uh, when I was taking photos in the camera app, there was a, a little exclamation point uh, warning icon at the top of the screen. Uh, and if I tapped into that, it said that uh, flash was disabled on my phone because it was too hot. So I couldn't take photos with flash. That that's not a new feature. Oh, is it not? No. I know you can't use the torch when the phone gets hot. In fact, with my iPhone X's dodgy battery for the last six months, I've often frequently been able, unable to use the torch uh, because of heat-related issues. So huh. I'm sure the camera flash would be lumped in with that too. I suppose you wouldn't think that a short flash would warm up the phone significantly enough to make that much of a difference. Flashes use a lot of power, a lot, and they can get really yeah. hot really quickly. Okay. Flashes in like the 80s could actually kill you if you weren't careful. How's that? Say you were trying to repair one, um, the uh, capacitor in it held like such a huge amount of charge that the shock was enough to stop the heart. Ah, okay. I thought you were going to say that the, the, they were so blindingly bright, <laughs> it caused a seizure or something. <laughs> Okay. So it's like trying to repair an old CRT. Mm, yeah, yeah. You've warned me against Touched that the wrong before. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I see that you have another point here about WWDC topics. Was there something specifically that you thought we didn't talk about enough last time? Um, mm. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just scrolling through the list. I don't know. What about you? Uh, I don't know that I had. I think, if, especially if we're using my list as reference, I've tried to make sure to touch on every one of those bullet points. Oh, yeah, we certainly did. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just thought maybe there was something that we could talk about at greater length. I, this is not related to WWDC, uh, okay. started work on uh, another, well, I guess a first mobile application. Or what an, do you mean an by iPhone app. Oh, an iPhone app? Okay. Yeah. it's it. Uh, I'm doing more singing now than I used to. And one way that I practice singing, uh, there's learning tracks you can sing along with. And they're, they're really useful uh, because they can do things like play your voice part in like the left channel and all the other parts in the right channel, which is mm-hmm. nice for if you're in the car because your part is going to be the loudest because it's right next to you but also you can adjust the panning of the audio so you can have just your part if you need to focus in on that or you can there's a loud car driving by can you hear that i i did hear something wow okay anyway (laughs) or you can pan it completely the other direction so you can sing your part with all the other parts um it's a very useful thing uh but there's a couple issues with it uh first of all is i don't like putting those learning tracks in my music library because i don't want it coming up shuffling through my songs Mm. and adjusting the panning in your car is not easy you gotta like go through multiple layers of of audio settings to get to it and then it's like a touchscreen slider we kind of gotta drag it around and and it's it's tedious and it's it's not easy or safe to do so especially because i keep my learning media in like the files app so if i want to practice in the car i've got to like open files and navigate through the folder structure to which learning tracks i want to play and then i've got to adjust it the audio playback in my car and uh it makes it so i don't practice as much because it's hard to do Mm. so i i wanted a, an application that I could keep those tracks in that aren't in my music library and presented me with like panning controls from the app level instead of having to do it in my car. And what I really wanted was it to be a CarPlay app so I could do that all from my, my car's screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very early in the process of this. Like I have a proof of concept, like the functionality works, but it's ugly. Uh, and I was hoping to lay it out on my car, like in a, in a CarPlay app. And you've got to actually like submit your application idea to Apple and they have to say that you're, you're app is good enough and to give you like a, a profile to to make a carplay app mm-hmm. or a provision or whatever it's called so i'm i'm in that stage right now where i'm waiting on them to like bless me with the permissions to to make a carplay app before i can go any farther mm, okay i wonder if they look at like do you already have an ios app and it's already had ten thousand downloads this month or what's your um what's your um like background as a developer already or anything like that or if they just simply look at the concept and go the concept it works in a car yeah that's a bit what i'm what i'm worried about because part of the application was it said it was optional but part of it was like including the app store url for your app uh and so i just put like it's in development it's it's not out but i mm-hmm. i'm i feel like i might have to like ship some some degree of just standalone ios app before they say whether or not it can have carplay support and i wonder if they might consider it too interactive if you end up putting a, a panning slider on the screen because surely they check for that sort of thing like is this safe for a driver to be using this app and to be having to move things left and right if that's even possible because i mean from what i've heard you're pretty limited when it comes to controls on, on carplay yeah you're very limited um some of the controls that i care about uh, like another feature of of the app is you can control the speeds so you can slow down the tracks if you you're trying to really narrow in on on one fast section of a song and controlling the playback speed while not messing with the pitch that was interesting to figure out um but i know like podcast apps you know you can change 
change the playback speed from CarPlay. So I assume that would be okay. Uh, but yeah, as far as the panning controls, I mean, maybe if there was just a button for like left, right, center, I'd, I'd mm-hmm. prefer to have a full slider to adjust that percentage wise. But if, if that was what the CarPlay interface was limited to, I'd take that over nothing. Mm. Just thinking about the only audio app I really use in the, well, actually that's wrong. The um, one of the audio apps I use in the car, which is Overcast. And you know how, mm-hmm. well, you might not know, but Overcast has like a smart speed feature. So it's mm-hmm. not like uh, 1.25x or 1.5x. It intelligently looks at the audio and cuts out silences in a way that seems the most natural. Um, mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a live updating one point what x, and you can see it live in the iPhone app. But I don't think that has ever come to CarPlay because that level of audio control isn't available when you're just stuck with whatever um, whatever features CarPlay's API gives you, which is just the normal 1.5x, 1.8x, whatever. So yeah, you might you might find it tricky. I mean, if it's just a standalone iPhone app, you know, I, it does still work as, as, you know, if I'm playing the audio, it shows up in the, the now playing widget in CarPlay. So I've got that, that basic functionality there already. Um, but man, if I have to pull up, pull out my iPhone still to adjust the panning and stuff, that it, it would be safer if I could just do it from my radio. I wish Apple would recognize that <laughs> that's like saying oh, i want to watch a youtube video on my iphone but it'd be much safer if i could watch it on my carplay screen it, neither of which is safe. moving moving a slider is not the equivalent of watching a youtube video uh, i know i know but just just carrying your argument to like a, the next level uh-huh fair enough yeah i don't know so i don't know where that's going to go but it's been fun to kind of do some more swift and swift ui stuff uh, and and play with uh some you know like audio playback functionality which is not something that i have a ton of experience with it's been fun to learn some new ios stuff and i suppose you're working on the the new swift ui stuff if your phone's on the ios 16 beta i mean technically yeah like i have I, i'm doing all this in the xcode beta um, but i i don't know you know much i don't really know anything about swift ui to know what is the new features or the old features so mm, okay so what else? We didn't have any topics pulled out. Um, so my thought was if, if, uh, if nothing else, if, if we ran out of, of, of talking points, we could do an, uh, kind of like a live reaction feedback to like the top posts or whatever in, in our, in our slash Apple. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> top of the last week or top right now? Uh, I did. I'm on top of. Oh, I can't see. Hello. Where do you see? Oh, there we go. Top of past week. Top of the last week. Okay. Uh, AirTag helps man discover lost luggage graveyard in airline offices. Uh, this is actually an Australian guy. Um, so he flew on Singapore back to somewhere. Um, and when he got back, just trying to remember the story, um, they said, oh, the, the, his, your luggage never connected in Singapore. So just, you know, we'll let you know when it's here. Uh, so he went home and then he saw on the air tag that it eventually got to, I think it was Melbourne. Let's just say it was Melbourne. He saw it was there, but he never got a call from the airline. Uh, he called the luggage company, something like Swiss Hotel or something. Can't remember. I could probably just open the article. That'd probably be smart. He said he called them 16 times and they never mm-hmm. called him back. Swissport, there we go. He called Swissport 16 times and never got called back. Um, so eventually, he just went with his phone to the airport uh, mm-hmm. and found his way through the back offices, apparently. I wonder if he was accompanied by staff, like surely, because airports are pretty high sec. Um, mm-hmm. And then eventually, he found his bag, not in like a lost luggage area, but just dumped in the corner of a general office along with tons of other bags. Uh, but he got <laughs> his bag back, which is apparently filled with thousands of dollars worth of cycling equipment. 
It's like the uh, ideal use case for an AirTag. Yeah, no one has stolen it. It's just, you just don't know where it is. And it's also in a very populous area. Right, yeah, exactly. So A plus there. All right, next one. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, iOS 16 will let iPhone users bypass captures in supported apps and websites. So there's some sort yeah, of that's like something we didn't talk about. token or something. I don't know if I even knew about it until I saw it on the subreddit. Uh, like a, a thing that tells websites that this is a real person, you know, because they're on an iPhone, I suppose. Um, like, what are the odds that there's going to be like a bot running an iPhone to bypass captures? Um, John Gruber's take on it was, yay, no more helping Google develop their self-driving car. <laughs> which i thought was exceptionally cynical <laughs> i i really really dislike captures um, i know it's generally a meme to say this but i legitimately don't understand what what they want out of me when they say something like tap all the pictures that contain like a, a traffic signal and like the very corner of the signal is in, in another photo it's like does that do i tap on that or not mm. what do you do tell me i generally tap on it and most of yeah, the time it works yeah so I, I I don't think they are actually that I don't think they care I think you go either way and and it would it would uh, let you install because there's some kind of confidence level associated with it it's not pass or fail mm. specifically yep. but it's it's interesting I don't know enough about how captchas work but but the fact that there's an automated way to pass captchas it's like you're, you have a, a bot to get past the bot check <laughs> so I don't fully understand how that works but I, I'll definitely take it I I was a big fan of the uh, man I don't even remember what the, like the no click captchas that have been a thing for the last four or five years now that generally in the background like just from your interaction with a web page like it can tell that just by like you're not precisely moving your cursor around it won't prompt you with a check most of the time mm-hmm. so uh, anything anything to further get rid of those is great yeah i don't really find them annoying the only ones i found annoying were microsoft's old ones where it was a like a really squealy text and you were never sure oh, if it needed right. to be capitalized right or what but yeah, I don't yeah mind we haven't had those in a, a long few, time i don't want to click on a few buses or mountains whatever if it's once I'm generally okay with it, but when it presents me with like three slides with images in a row, it just seems to be not happy with what I'm doing. That's when I get frustrated. Oh, you're right. Those are annoying. And the new slides always fade in at like such a slow rate. Like mm-hmm. it, uh, they're not... Uh, yeah, not so much this where you have like three different slides, but when it's refreshing the grid every time you click on something, and it just loads the next image. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like snail's pace. Yeah. All right. I'm happy to see the end of them. <laughs> uh, Apple Store in Towson, Towson, MD, Maryland, votes to mm-hmm. uni- unionize. Ah oh, man, what an American sentence. Haven't even got unionized <laughs> properly. What makes that so American? Spelt with a Z instead of an S, and Wait. unions just in general, I suppose. Or are unions not a thing in Australia? Oh no, they're a thing, but I don't think they're quite as big a thing. There, there's certainly uh, a lot of talk of them here recently, uh, specifically as it relates to like Apple and I think a Starbucks store somewhere unionized recently. Uh, but there's there's a lot of pressure, like union busting efforts here in the in the in the U.S. When I uh, started work at walmart in like high school the very first training you had to do is sit through like an hour-long presentation why unions are bad and and what kind mm. of language to look out for and notify your manager if if your coworkers start saying things like fair wages or things like that wow so uh yeah so that's why it's always big news because there's such a you know all these big companies put a lot of money into trying not let stop people from unionizing mm, okay yeah i'm not really clear on what that all means but yeah. it seems to be a good thing from the workers perspective especially if big business is trying to stop it <laughs> that's how you know it's good <laughs> yeah yeah so in in other news apple closes the townsend store location due to poor sales or something <laughs> <laughs> 
Did I get it right? Is MD Maryland? Yeah, that is Maryland. Nice. Maryland. I, I think both pronunciations are correct. Give me a couple of acronyms for states, if that is indeed what that is. For states? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Test me. N-E? N-E. Mm-hmm. Um, N-E. That's got to be North something. North. There's nothing starting with E, though. New England. Nebraska. Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Um, one from two. <laughs> All right, we'll call uh, the next one the decider. Okay, I gotta pick a good one then. Uh, what's what's a obscure one? Oh, really? Oh, well, it's gonna be difficult. A lot of them are very obvious. Um, a R Arkansas. Dang it! Yes. <laughs> See, um, why is Arkansas not pronounced Arkansas? Because it's just got Kansas with an A R. Oh start, man! Right? Yeah, that's correct. So Arkansas and Kansas are both named after the same thing, which is the the Kansas River that runs through both states mm-hmm. and the kansas river is named after the Kansas indian tribe or native american tribe that, ah. that used to live along it um but basically the answer is one is the english pronunciation one's the french pronunciation oh man the french just ruin everything about the english language don't they <laughs> <laughs> okay il illinois dang it that's got to be french as well probably silent s that's how you know yeah uh ri ri mm-hmm. rhode island i think what's impressive to me is you know so many of our state's names <laughs> That was a bit of a guess. I wasn't sure that that was a state, not just an island. Okay. But, like, what else starts with I? <laughs> it's not an island. Oh, really? Okay. There you go. Yeah. Uh, M-N. Minnesota. M-O. Montana. Missouri. Oh, trick one. <laughs> um, O-H. Ohio. Dang it. <laughs> um, V-A. I almost said Vancouver, but that's, that's not your country. <laughs> nope. Uh, V-A. Mm, mm-hmm. Could be a trick one. It could be Virginia, but dang it! Yeah, yes, I thought that might be VI though. Man, I'm good. Uh, v- I'm good. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a V. Oh, we do have a VI. I guess it's Virgin Islands. I didn't know that. Hmm. Yeah, most of these I are really like obvious. Unfortunately, like, yeah. Okay, I think I've proven myself. Yeah, yeah. You, you've definitely done that. All right, David. S A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, um, South Australia. Yes. <laughs> um, give you a, a tricky one. Mm-hmm. NT. Um, Northern Territory. Are you looking these up? You're good. No, I'm not. Um, all right. Probably the least known one. ACT. Um, I have no clue. The Australian Capital Territory. Kind of a trick. Oh, uh, okay. So, that'd be like DC for us. I suppose, yeah. Hmm. Oh, here's a question for you. What mm-hmm. state is the Pentagon in? The American Pentagon? Are you talking? Yes, you yes. have a Pentagon in Australia. No, we don't have a Pentagon. <laughs> uh, Virginia? Yeah, okay. It's right on the border of Virginia and DC. I had this question in like, uh, I don't know, some quiz game recently. Oh, and really? I went for DC. Well, DC is not a state, so that wouldn't have been the answer to your question. Oh, there you go. Anyway, <laughs> uh, topic four from the subreddit. Mm-hmm. WatchOS 9 is Apple Watch's greatest update in years, thanks to Series 3 being discontinued. That's right. That's the only good thing about WatchOS 9. <laughs> that the Series 3 was discontinued, so you don't have to support mm-hmm. it anymore. But why? Like, what has come in WatchOS 9 that proves this? Like, are you saying because it has features that the Series 3 couldn't support? Yeah, well, that's what this article is trying to say, right? Mm-hmm. This update is good because it doesn't have to support Series 3. So what precisely is good? Well, I think if I had to guess what one feature was enabled by dropping Series 3, it was the fact they're able to bring the rich complications to like all the older watch faces. 
Okay. Uh, I think that was probably the limiting factor in the past, either because of screen size issues or, or performance, one or the other. There's nothing else in this article. There are no other points in this article about why watchOS 9 is the greatest update because of this. That's literally the only thing it says. <laughs> older watch faces are now better because they don't have to support the older screen. Right. Okay. I mean, I, I still don't understand this strategy, like that they're still selling the Series 3 right now. How do they justify that in their heads? Mm. On that topic, there's been a bit of consternation through the week about Mac hardware that's been dropped as well because the Mac Pro, which was sold up until 2019, is not getting Ventura either. And there are a couple of other right. similarly newly released computers. Like, what if you brought like a 50K Mac Pro three years ago? I'm sorry, it doesn't get this year's update. That's going to leave a pretty bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, it seems like the the cutoff was determined by, and I don't know what generation it was but a generation of, of the intel processors um, and whether that's because they can rely on some new um, like hardware features that only these that generation of, of processors supported i don't know uh, but it does seem like they they were, were too aggressive with the shears this year but at the same time i think it's got to save them a lot of time in the long run to not be having to do anything for intel like as soon as possible so that's right. probably lit a small fire <clears throat> that's probably lit a small fire underneath the whole decision i mean i think at some level everyone knows this is coming uh because even even the intel Macs that are still getting updates the amount of of features they're getting from the full update is 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 uh drastically being cut short so yeah i think the writing's on the wall that that these intel computers are going to be quickly uh deprecated Mm -hmm. yeah uh, last topic, how much would it cost to rent out an entire Apple store for a wedding? Uh, so user Foley582, my fiance, 25F, and me, 47 male, are lovers of all things Apple. We only have blah, 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 and have only used iPhones since 2007. We wanted to get married in an Apple store. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a, uh, a an admittedly troll post. Uh, Foley528 admitted in the comments that this is a troll post, but um, it was pretty funny. And some people actually tried to make a calculation of how much that would cost to uh, rent it out and the numbers the numbers were astronomical right uh, if they're yeah, anything well like six realistic. figures yeah six figures to replace a day's worth of revenue mm-hmm. wow and yeah of course i don't think there is a dollar amount that you could offer apple that they would actually let you do this no i think if apple ever did something like this it wouldn't be for a dollar amount it would be for like a like a it's a celebrity doing it or it's right. some sort of promo for a new product or I don't know. Oprah's got the new VR glasses on and renewing her vows in VR. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which is, it's too bad because that's, that's what I would want to do. Renew your vows in VR? <laughs> no, no. Uh, uh rent rent out an apple store or even better uh like cafe max or something in apple park mm, yeah get married on the rainbow stage in the middle <laughs> so. do you have to have a same-sex partner if you're on the ma- getting married on the rainbow stage <laughs> yeah that's a prerequisite yeah so, yeah, that would be a cool idea, though. It's too bad Apple doesn't have almost like spaces you could you could rent out. Maybe not for a wedding specifically, but as like a uh, a co working space or like some of their bigger some of their bigger Apple stores are multiple floors and have special private rooms in them. I'm mm-hmm. thinking for things like back when the solid gold Apple Watch was a thing. Like you got a private a private fitting or whatever in a, in a separate room in the Apple Store that was like all finished well. Like those kind of spaces seem like something they could potentially rent out if you know they. Don't don't need the money but if they wanted to whatever happened to the genius groves because they were supposed to be like 
uh, wooded areas inside an Apple store where you could go and sit down with your computer and do work. Well, I think there are still genius groves, right? Yeah? Yeah. It's just, I've never seen one because they're at stores much bigger than the ones around me. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I guess, I don't know. They could have decided to deprecate that. But it seems like it's been only in the last three years or so that, that became a thing. Uh, the genius grove uh, was uh, something from 2016. So, been around for a little while. Oh, okay. But if you search for it now, you know, you're just getting mm-hmm. articles from 2016. You're not getting anything recent. It's not like apple.com book a visit at the genius grove. You see apple stores with genius grove. Oh, they have an apple store called the grove. That's confusing. Yeah, that, that makes it a little tricky to Google. <laughs> yeah, you're right. All I see is articles from 2016. I don't know. It seems like it's just kind of an expansion of the genius bar idea because mm. um, they still do, or I'm pretty sure they still do those, those big sessions at their really, at their big apple stores where they got like, you can come do a photo walk with the geniuses or, you know, you get a session on how to do app development or things like that or music creation in garage band they still do those mm. so they need a space to do that whether they call it the grove anymore or not i don't know mm. yeah app th- app like the apple store called the grove though is really interesting like they've got a bunch of trees growing inside the store oh yeah okay mm-hmm. yeah it's 189 the grove drive in los angeles <laughs> so i will put a link to there that like the apple store's official retail page in the chat there but it's pretty cool i have been to an apple store full of trees oh really yes really was that in australia no fairly sure i was somewhere in manhattan what stores are there i don't think it was fifth avenue because i was closed when i was there oh that's disappointing yeah i think that was when they were refreshing it Mm -hmm. what have they got fifth ave west 14th is that one Ooh, the the fifth avenue store is a 24-hour store i didn't realize that oh there you go quickly go through my photos surely i took a photo of this wooded apple store while i was there apparently not they have so many unique store designs but like the fifth apple one the fifth avenue one uh is is almost underwhelming compared to some of their their uh more modern apple stores but it's so Mm -hmm. iconic that it's still like v1 that i want to go see the most Mm -hmm. yeah the grand central store is kind of interesting yeah yeah that's a neat one too i love i love the ones uh where they like refurb an old space and try to preserve it as much as possible yes yeah um, williamsburg it looks uh fantastic and i think it fits that theme Williamsburg. oh yeah that's a good one i i don't remember what the location was but they have the one where it's like it was an old theater that's turned into an apple store oh yeah okay Let's see if i can find it this is this is great podcasting content yeah amazing yeah apple I can't store find tower the one theater I went to. Huh? apple store tower theater tower theater yeah man, just threw it. that's a really yep. good one. Oh wow that's amazing nice mm-hmm. yeah okay all right well not not bad for uh, both of us being completely unrepaired. Yeah, not too bad at all. Um, <laughs> I'm James VDM on Reddit and Twitter. And I'm Jelly Woot on Reddit and Twitter. And the show notes will be at reddit.com slash r slash blue bubble pod. All right. All right. Well, my my audio was, was very bad in the last episode. Do you think so? I didn't think it was too bad in the end. I put a little bit of de-reverb on it, but that was it. Okay. Well, I'm glad you did that because I can't imagine how bad it would have sounded otherwise. Oh, okay. Huh. It was very reminiscent of our early episodes to me where I had like a blue Yeti hanging three feet away from me and I thought that was good. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, I was nowhere near that bad. <laughs> so I uh, just got a lot of work to do to get to a point where I've I've got a, a workable podcasting area um, because my the space that I want to do it in right now is is you know a completely unfinished basement with cement floors and, and unfinished uh, walls and and so yeah, yeah. my office isn't great but it's still better than that yeah so I've I've debated just buying some soundproof panels and I and just like sticking them up in this corner that I face into and I record and calling that good enough yep um, might be all right yeah it seems like you know you've you've got your sound proofing just like on that one wall and it does a pretty good job for you yeah it's not too bad so it's in front of me and left and right but it yeah it's only half the room right so yeah the only issue i have with with this room specifically is it's so open to the rest of my house that if i did some kind of soundproofing i'd want it to be not just the cheap foam squares i want to get something that's presentable and decorative Mm, yeah yeah color matching there you go Mm. yeah if i could get maybe i get all the the apple logo colors and i stripe it down the wall that's exactly what i was picturing kind of like the rainbow yeah yeah man that's another problem i've had actually uh my my shrine closet is still empty because i cannot figure out what to put in there or how to lay things out (laughs) to make it usable well it's a passion project you don't want to rush these things right so my problem is also that all the things i like the most i want them on display in my office where i can see them all the time yeah so i've kind of already used up all my good stuff and i don't have much to fit in that little closet well, it's got to be the stuff you don't like, really, because, it, you know, it's at risk of vomit attacks and all sorts of things. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Dangling power cords to strangle children or something. Oh, that's a, a small concern next to the vomit ingress. Right. Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page now. <laughs> <laughs> So I do think it'd be cool. I want to get into uh, collecting iPods. Now that there's mm. like a definitive start and end point for all iPods, yep. uh, it'd be cool to have like a shelf of like shuffles and a shelf of nanos and classics and touches. And that could be something easy to put on the shelves there. Mm-hmm. So I might be going that and, route. And the weatherproof ones could be lower down. Sure. <laughs>